This is episode number 51, Bill and Dave's Excellent Podcast. Yes, yes. Follow us on Twitter at Bill and Dave Show, Instagram at Bill and Dave Show, Facebook.com slash The Bill and Dave Show. You can also email us. Uh, I can't remember what the email is, so we'll have to just share that later. I think it's Bill and Dave Show at gmail.com. Yeah, I think so, yeah. I think so. Otherwise, we uh, were going for a theme. Yeah, otherwise, otherwise you could always. Uh, Feel free to uh, DM us. How's it going, Bill? What's up, buddy? How are we doing? Uh, we're doing good. We're doing good. We got a special guest calling in today. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Episode 51. And uh, and we just pick up right where we left off. We took a little bit of time off um, because we have day jobs, and those day jobs have been hectic. Hectic, 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 hectic. hectic. It's crazy. That's a good way to put it. Busy. I think life in general has been hectic. Uh, I was at Metallica last weekend. Metallica yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember much of it. Okay. Well, that's, it that's a good time. No, it was a good show. It was a good show. We actually uh, we went down there. Uh, our friends from Local H, they haven't done the show yet. They haven't responded to our inquiries for them to do the show either. Uh, but we're going to say they're our friends because yeah, they're not? Chicago. And we were... Friend is just a stranger we haven't met. And I'm going to take credit for them um, winning the contest to get to open for Metallica. Well, I mean, frankly, I, I think we kind of pushed them to stardom is what, yeah, what yeah. we're claiming. I think so. I mean... I mean, let's face it. They were in second or third place in the voting, and then we started uh, with our social media campaign. Yeah. Retweets. And then they won. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you put two and two together, I would think we should be yeah. able to take credit for yeah. that. Yeah, that makes sense. But, yeah, Metallica, um, you know, old enough to be our grandparents and still rocking. They got to be swimming in money. And they do. They do. things. Oh, for sure. For sure. They uh, Even their new album's pretty amazing, and... Uh, you know, I don't really uh, look. I'm a Meta- I like Metallica. I'm a well, fan. Yeah, you went to the concert. I hope so. But yeah, but I, I mean, even their new stuff is pretty heavy. You know, but uh, I was really impressed, dude. They still sounded great. They killed it. It was a good time. It was a good time. And uh, our producer Ashley went to Lake Shake last week. Okay, country thing. Yeah, yeah, country thing. Um, not quite country thunder. Which, haven't you gone to Country Thunder? No, I haven't. I've had a lot of people after me for the past couple of years, so I know what it is, but... Yeah, yeah. Not a big fan of country music? No, I just... I'm kind of over the whole concert camping scene, the festival scene. uh, I like the festival scene. I like it. Lollapalooza's coming up. I like the festival. Not a fan of Yeah, but you know what? Yeah. You get to go home. Yeah. Go to Lollapalooza. You spend, you know, solid eight hours there, and you're like, I'm done. Yeah. I'm yeah. leaving now. Yeah. And that's fun. It is fun. It is fun. Now, now we get the hotel room down there because try and get traffic or... Oh, yeah. It's... it's you, you hit traffic. Smart. Try and catch an Uber. You're not going to do it. You're not going to get a cab. You can squeeze it on a train. But by the yeah. time you get home, it's time to turn around and go back and do it again. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, who wants to do public transportation after a while? Nobody does. No, Nobody. Hot and sweaty and everybody else is hot and sweaty and drunk and... Yeah. Know, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I love the festival. I've, I've never been a big camping guy. I know you're an outdoorsy guy, so I thought maybe that would be your thing, but not in that Yeah, in, but it's not really huh? like camping. You're just, you're shoulder to shoulder with the tent next to you, and everybody's pissed drunk, and you can't sleep because, I mean, it's like 5 o'clock in the morning, and there's still people screaming from the night before, so. Yeah, yeah. It's rowdy. Yeah. Well, I think uh, we're going to have plenty to talk about by way of festivals here in a little bit, but... Uh, Let's go to the phones. We've got a guest on the phone. Actress, writer, producer, you know her from the the upcoming movie, and I'm going to b- butcher this because it's hard to say, Rogue Warrior, Robot Fighter, Tracy Birdsall. Tracy, thanks for calling in. Ah, thanks for having me, and you did a really good job at that, I might add. I'll tell you what, it's. Uh, I was trying to say it like over and over again. Yeah, I would have butchered <laughs> that. And uh, it, it's, it's not an easy one. So first of all, Congratulations on the movie, and uh, you've been a busy woman lately. Holy cow. 
I have been so busy. I don't even remember the last time I did like something fun besides working. It's like so busy. <laughs> well, I'll tell you <laughs> what. Um, so, so this movie and, and, I'd love to sit here and, and really hone my acting skills and pretend like I saw it. But we did kind of put this interview together on short notice, so I haven't had a chance to <laughs> see it. Uh, but from mm-hmm. what I understand, you play Sienna. And uh, this is mm-hmm. obviously a science fiction movie. And it's uh, kind of set in the future. And something uh, to do with the uh, artificial intelligence, like overthrowing humanity uh, on Earth and, and, and all over the place. Um, mm-hmm. am, I, am I kind of on track here? You are, you are. You're doing quite well. And from what I understand, you have gotten some critical acclaim and have already won some awards for this role you're playing. So um, maybe walk us through it. How, how did this movie come to be? Well, um, I've done a couple of, of um, computer voice roles for Neil Johnson, and that's how we kind of started working together. And it was one of those things where we were kind of chatting, and he's like, oh, I have this, I need a spaceship computer voice. And I'm like, well, I've never done voiceover before, but I'm this huge sci-fi geek. So it was like, of course, like anything, you know. So that was really fun. And I and we we went, you know, he saw that I was getting a bunch of awards for other films that I was doing and stuff like that. So he was looking for a project that would be appealing to both of us that I could lead up because he saw the commitment level that I put into my work and sure. stuff like that. And, um, you know, one of the catchy things for me as we went to the scripts is I like doing things with huge character arcs and has a lot of room to, to go and to grow. And... Um, Rogue Warrior started out, it was a script called Planet Crash, and then it got rewritten to be Robot Fighter. And then um, as the, as the um, character-driven side of it kind of set in, because he kept rewriting it and rewriting it as we cast more and more of the actors, and, and now it's more of a science fiction as a backdrop to a human story. So it's, it's a journey that you go on not just with the science fiction elements, but also you know, with the characters. And I'd say most of the actors in the film have some really nice little arcs in it. And um, so, yeah, so it just kind of went from being this little movie that we were going to do together, and it was going to be our first project. And we'd already shot The Time War, which was more of an, an ensemble cast. And then Rogue Warrior got to be so big. So we kept reshooting and reshooting and doing insert shots and making it bigger and bigger so the expectations were bad. And um, then after we finished Rogue Warrior, then we had to... I think we've done a total of an, an additional 60 days on the time war because now we had to beef that up because now it's coming after Rogue Warrior. Wow. You know, yeah. you know what? I, I, I think I saw a red carpet interview with you, and you had actually mentioned, like, and, and this was for the premiere of this movie, and uh, mm-hmm. I believe you said that you had just done another shoot for this movie just three weeks before the red carpet. So he must have really been trying to get the perfect shots for this film. Oh, I think so. Six days before it premiered or something like that. He says it's two weeks. I think it was six days. <laughs> he, he, he had to have another action shot in a particular spot. The movie was completed. It was completely done. And um, so we went out in the desert. It was about 113 degrees. And um, it was mm. really hard work because it was an action scene. And I'm, you know, of course, in space jackets and everything else. And um, shot this scene. And it's, it's a great scene. I mean, it, it was perfect for the moment, but he just saw that there was, you know, you know how you try to go with the waves of a movie, and he's like, I really need an action scene there. So we went out and shot it right before it premiered. Now, I'm going to go out on a limb here, and I'm going to say that uh, some of these giant robots that I've seen in the trailer are probably not, not real, and maybe, maybe there was some digital, no. some, some digital uh, enhancements to this movie. Um, is it hard? Because <laughs> like, you really have to imagine this robot that maybe you haven't seen. You know that you're that you're that you're fighting with, or that's uh, that that's in the scene with you. Uh, it, that's got to be a challenge, no? It's challenging, but I'll tell you, the hardest one was it was a practical robot because we tried to make it as practical as possible and use as little green screen as possible. But of course, yes, there is CGI in there too because you have to have the big old hanging robots too. But um, my sidekick in the film, and even I have a you know kind of a a, a relationship arc with this little round robot, Hoagland, he's in the poster. And he's a huge character in the film. But he was really just this little round, you know, robot that then got animated after, you know, we finished shooting the film. So he was there. But he was there on a green stick a lot of the time, you know. So oh, gotcha, gotcha. That's basically <laughs> all I am to Dave, too. So. <laughs> That's funny. So, so what I did, because in order to make the relationship real, I had to, he had to be real to me. So I literally, for four months, had this little robot on the screen stick sitting next to me in my office. 
and I'd talk to him and I'd make everybody else talk to him. And at first it felt kind of funny. And after a while, I almost would get offended if people wouldn't consider him. And, you know, so he became very, very real to me. So little Daniel uh, Day-Lewis, like uh, uh, (laughs) method method acting going on here. (laughs) Well, you know, I studied all different types of acting. I studied method for a long time. I mean, Alexander, everything. But now what I just kind of do is I kind of just believe that it's real and it's happening. Because I I don't think anybody's going to want to watch something if it isn't real to the actor, then it isn't going to be real to the viewer. But um, Hoagland was so real to me by the time we shot. And it was great because he had a bunch of the dialogue. What I didn't take into consideration was the fact that if a reader read his lines, it would take me out of that place. Oh, yeah. So then, I had to, so then I had to go memorize all of Hoagland's lines so that somebody else's voice didn't take me out of it because we hadn't cast who was going to voice Hoagland yet. Yeah, I was going to so say, did, uh, was Tony Gibbons, was, was that the kind of voice you had in mind, or, or did you have something totally no, different in mind? No, we shot it with, with this personality in my mind and this voice that I'd imagined, and... Um, we looked for the, the hardest role we cast in this whole film was actually Hoagland. And um, I'd say we went through three or 4,000 different auditions before we finally found somebody. It's like, oh, yeah, you can do Hoagland because he's intelligent. He's got these fantastic character beats and comedy beats, and, and he's kind of sly. And, and I didn't even imagine him as British. We didn't care what he was as long as he made it sound like Hoagland was real. Right, right. And, we were just about ready to give in with a couple of actors. I'm like, oh, we're never going to find the right Hoagland. And then we heard Tony's audition, and we gave him a couple of adjustments, and he came back, and it was a done deal. He was fantastic. I'm waiting for the internet to put scenes out with, like, Hoagland's voice being the voice of Shrek or something like that. You know, we always have fun with it. <laughs> <laughs> something crazy like that. Um, so with, also in this movie is uh, William Kirchner, who a lot of us would know from The Hobbit. Um, mm-hmm. where, did you know he was he was involved in this from the beginning, or was that intimidating for for you at all? I mean, those are some pretty giant movies, the Hobbit movies, and it's like I, I would think I would probably be a little intimidated if I had a scene with somebody that was in like a Peter Jackson movie or something like that. Were you intimidated at all? No, not at all. I've worked with a lot of great actors. I've worked with Barry Corbin. I've worked with Dennis Hopper. I've worked with Ricardo Montalban. I've worked with a lot of great actors. So. To me, I just get excited because I know I'm going to pick something up from them. Right, I, right. I don't always know what I pick up from them, but I usually, like, years later, I'll do something. I'll be like, oh, that's where I got that from. So you're not always aware of what it is. But William Kircher came on. That's actually a great story. I don't think anybody's asked me that. Um, we, we had shot all the principal photography, and one of the actors, we, we had to reshoot a bunch of scenes. This is in our process of making it bigger and better and more exciting. And, and um, so we called the actors back. Well, one of the actors... Um, it was actually female, wouldn't return my email, wouldn't return my call. Like, it was like she came in and shot and then just disappeared. You know, she's a lovely human being. She did a fantastic job, but we just changed the scenes. Sure. So we're, we're like, what are we going to do? And Neil was like, we find another actor. I'm like, okay. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so we were actually looking for the voice of the scourge, and um, William submitted. Really? And it was like, yeah, well, it was actually his manager that submitted him out of New Zealand, and it was like, oh, this guy's a fantastic voice, but man, with a caliber of actor like that, we'd really like to get him on camera, you know? So we had him, he came out and met with us, and um, we talked to him about it, and we actually rewrote the scenes um, to add Dr. Johnson in there, so that he got some camera time, and he was also the voice of the Scourge. Wow, that's crazy. That's crazy. That's uh, it is. That's pretty awesome. Well, you utilize those people who really, really want to work, who are really, really talented, and you just you make it work. Right. You know, when you're in when you're independent, you can't pay these people what they're worth. So if they really like your project, you make their part really good. So they really want to do it. Right. Right. And, yeah. I, I, and I was excited because William wanted to work with me, which I saw as a huge <laughs> compliment. I was really happy about that. That's pretty amazing. It would almost be like, you know, for me, it would be like, William even knows who I am? Oh, my gosh. You know, that's pretty cool. Um, so well, even um, Barry Corbin, who I worked with on Dawn of the Crescent Moon, he wanted to work with me again, and we gave him a part in the Time War. Isn't that so cool? It's, it's it's so cool. I, I love my people. Yeah. So, and and I heard too that uh, aren't your aren't your kids in this movie? I mean, they're not kids, obviously, but but uh, but I in the opening scene, Tycho is actually my son. Really? Yeah, and he's been a SAG actor since he was two. So it was kind of a favor thing. He looked, you know, he kind of has that post-apocalyptic look. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, Aaron. Yeah. <laughs> 
That's awesome. And he was like, sure. And he's in a scene in the Time War, too. That's awesome. That's awesome. He plays Jesus because he looks like Jesus. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's only in one scene, but we needed a Jesus. That that works. Well, those are big sandals to fill, too, you know. But um, mm-hmm. see what I did there. Did. Yeah. All right. So I'll stop with that. Sorry. Um. So at any rate. Um, uh, so um, what, uh, where can we see this? Because I, you know, I, I I looked and it looked like it just it this just recently released in the U.S. Didn't it? We released in theaters on on the second, and yeah. we released it. We have a Walmart exclusive for sixty days, and the funny thing is, is that Walmart sold out in two days. Wow! And they got it back in like three days later. And I went on today because they the price was really low, and they keep making it a little higher. <clears throat> so I went on today to see, um, you know, if, if they'd moved it up a little bit, which they had, and um, it said only five left in stock. Wow! So it's like you got to catch it at the Walmart super centers because they get more than the regular Walmart stores. We get these constant posts on social media and stuff i finally found one you know you know it's cool because you know the way movies are released anymore has changed so much even over the last 10 years so it's kind of a cool way to distribute uh is just to give give somebody an exclusive for a little bit and draw up some uh some some uh, anticipation that's that's pretty awesome well congratulations Thank um, you. I'd love to say I thought of it, but it was a Sony thing. <laughs> hey, that's all right. Hey, it's good to have them on board too. You know, but we uh, we are the only independent film that Walmart is carrying. They only carry studio films anymore, so we were pretty stoked to have that deal too. Yeah, that's awesome. And this this movie, this this the sci-fi genre is uh, it's cool because there's always comic cons and and you just kind of become a, a cult hero. Even even if the movie wasn't as successful as it appears to be, it seems like. You know, you you can do comic cons. There's always going to be fans that want to see you. Um, so, what a great role to 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 get. It's pretty pretty awesome. It's pretty fun. It's pretty amazing. <laughs> and, and the people they react. I mean, I just love the fans. I love the people. Just I just think they're amazing. They they're so they're so interactive on social media. You, you know, know, and it just. That, that, amazing. That's funny that you mentioned that because there was one thing I wanted to ask you. I don't want to jump around too much, but um, you had posted an Instagram uh, picture, and uh, mm-hmm. it was a picture of somebody made a comment. I, I think you had posted something on Facebook maybe, and somebody made a comment, needs bigger boobs, and you really laid into them. And I, and I, and I thought two <laughs> things, and this is great. I thought two things. I'm like, you know, she probably doesn't get that very often, you know, because she's a lo- lovely lady. And for somebody to criticize, you know, to, to criticize her, it's probably kind of, you know, out of the outfield with that. Like it, it doesn't ha- happen often. And then I thought to myself, no, she's an actress. And all she does is probably get criticized or critiqued for how she looks and whether – you know, you always You've have had to a be real rainbow of emotion on this thing. No, <laughs> you know, because I really, I really. No, it's true though. He's right. You know, yeah. I, I can't help but think about because number one, I hate trolls. You know, I hate yeah. people that do that, and it's people that would nobody would ever say that to your face, obviously, oh, yeah. right? Right, um, right. But I was just thinking from from your perspective, and I and I saw I saw what you wrote. I thought it was really really classy, you know, and a good way to really kind of, you know, say, hey, I saw this, and this is you know pretty low. But is it something that you experience a lot through your career? It's just, you know, constantly people evaluating you based on looks than anything else? You know, I absolutely hate it. Um, I've dealt with it more with sci-fi because the sci-fi fans are very, very outspoken. It's almost like it's cool to, to not just compliment but also to kind of tear things apart, you know, which I get it. I get the, I get the genre. I grew up in the genre. But anybody criticizing you on anything, your physicality or your looks, I mean, we're all born, we look a certain way. And it's like, so So for them to do that, I, I, I just take, I not only take offense for myself, I like to take offense for mankind. It's like, a movie's not about what you look like. You, that, of course, it has something to do with the casting process, but nobody gets cast on their looks, you know, not if it's a movie that has any buzz at all. Right. But it's but nobody should ever have people commenting on their looks. And they do. They comment on all that stuff all the time. And it's just, you know, I mean, they, they tell me, I mean, I had one guy send me this big, long email, and I have no idea how he even got my email. And he was so, like, infuriated, infuriated with me for, like, um, different things that I'd done. And, he, and the little tiny details, like, he's like, you didn't need to make your hair purple. I had a month <laughs> off between film roles about two years ago and I made my hair lavender it was really cool 
And then he's like, you didn't need to fix your teeth. And it was like, oh, my God, I got Invisalign on my bottom teeth because I noticed they were imperfect. And this guy noticed it. It was that's like not very really noticeable. That's a little much. Yeah, that's kind of creepy. So, yeah. Or they, or they comment on your costuming and it's like, well, there's somebody in charge of costuming and I just show up and they put it on me. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. like they think, they actually think that you are your image. Right. And I think that if we take the criticism to heart, that it could tear you apart. And if we take the compliments of the character to heart, it can give you an ego. So I just tend to look at the characters of the character. But if somebody ever says something to me, like the comment you said, it's like, hey, wait a minute, this isn't about me. You know, I, 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 I'm other people. You know, I'm, these are projected images. They're not who I am in a day-to-day life. Well, and, and let's be serious. I mean, I don't think I'm, I don't think this is earth shattering at all, but most people like in, in the site, most of sci-fi fans probably don't mm-hmm. have much to stand on by evaluating somebody else's look you know let's be honest i'm and this is there's plenty of gr- great looking sci-fi fans but odds are the person that would type something like that <laughs> probably has some stuff to work on on their own i would imagine but yeah um, so so uh i want to go back and this is kind of cool and i and i don't know why this jumped out at me and uh and bill and i were actually talking about this before the show um the first credit I, I saw on at least on IMDb for you was you were in an episode of Family Ties in 1986, right? I was. It was so, my first network experience. That's so good. That's what I was thinking. At, at the time, is it not the the one of the biggest shows on TV? Yeah, it was, and I was petrified. I was so scared because I grew up doing musical theater. I grew up, you know, I did a, I did a lot of different things, and my first job was you know, long before that I did a lot of a lot of union commercials I started that when I was 15 I did Sunkiss Soda and stuff like that but of course I was like everybody else is out there auditioning against a million people that look just like me because I was born in Southern California yeah and um, so when I booked that it was a you know co-star role on Family Ties I was like oh my god how are they going to act towards me what's it going to be like you know and I was so nervous, and I walked on, and they literally just like, oh, hey, da, da, da. I didn't even know if they were going to talk to me, you know? Right, right. <laughs> like, and so it was like this great experience, but you know what the best part about it was, was to this day, I'm never, ever nervous walking on a set. It's like, oh, who are we going to play with this week, you know? It's like, right. so it kind of set set a mindset for me, and I have. I've dealt with rude people since then, but I, but I never experienced expect it and so if you walk in not expecting it yeah you deal with people who have attitude and stuff like that but but all in all it kind of set me up to have a positive outlook on what that first day of shooting would be like now i can't remember was it shot in front of a, a live studio audience or no mm-hmm. yeah so yeah, so timing is is obviously clutch there right you know it's just like a lot of timing is but i love comedy i mean i studied comedy growing up and so comedy beats are like you know one of my things that's why you'll see that i kind of this year i have a split between comedies and science fictions that i've done because it's kind of like taking a break when you go work on a comedy film it's so much fun yeah i mean uh diary of a fat man who's jenna um, mm-hmm. And that's I'm gonna be honest. That's more my speed than the sci-fi stuff. I love comedies, so oh, see, I'm mm-hmm. more sci-fi. <laughs> yeah, so you got he, he's got you got a little uh, sci-fi over on the other side of the table. So, Yay. so like when uh, <laughs> what what's the the major difference when you approach like a comedy versus a, a, a sci-fi? When is it is it just more method type stuff, or do you come in with just a totally different mentality, or is it the same? Who am I gonna play with today? It's kind of who am I going to play with today. And, and I always spend so many months developing who my character is that kind of when I show up, I'm kind of that character. So I never judge what it's going to feel like or what it's going to be like. I just know that comedy is a lot lighter and a lot easier just because I studied it so much when I was young. Science fiction, you're going to get beaten up. You're going to, you know, you're going to be exhausted at the end of the day. You're going to have bruises. You're going to have, you know, all kinds of cuts. And, you know, it's, it's really brutal because, you know, I did all my own stunts. And so even in the time war, I, mean, I have so many different characters because it's time travel that, um, you know, you just, you're dealing with the elements. You're out there dealing with the elements. It's not easy work. Right. That's. I always thought that was kind of cool. You can bounce from one to the other. I don't think I would have the, the, the mental capacity to do that. I just got to do one thing all the time. <laughs> um, you got to work with uh, with uh, with with Margie Haber, right? The acting coach. Um, yeah, um, I love Margie. She's legendary. What was it like working with her? Well, I'll tell you. The thing I like the best about Margie, I like acting coaches that aren't nice to you. And she wasn't not nice to me because she didn't like me as a person. She was very nice to me as a person. 
Margie wants you to live live the character. It's where I learned that that from. And here I'd taken all these different methods growing up and and through you know through the years. And it was like I really needed to to go get you know top notch training. Somebody who'd put all the pieces together because I'd taken years off. I don't know if you saw. I had a gap in my career, and I came back to L.A. and everybody changed jobs and nobody was like sitting here waiting for me. So it's like, okay, I've got to be able to blow people's socks off. So I go to Margie. I go to her um, audition thing and I got in, took her master's intensive and it's like this workshop that lasts for four days and you are exhausted by the end of this workshop. She has beaten you down, right? <laughs> you <know>? Right. <laughs> but then she builds from there and I love the fact that for month after month after month I'd leave Margie's place and I never felt good about myself because if you're training anything, you shouldn't walk out of there feeling good about yourself. You should walk out of there with stuff to work on, you know? And then um, one day it just clicked. And one day it was like she just kind of looked at me kind of sideways. And, and I literally worked the next four and a half years without, I still haven't had an audition in close to five years. I just keep working. I just get sent projects. And I, I think she's the, the real person who, who changed, changed my life in that way. She changed the way that I looked at a character. I wasn't doing the best job that I could in acting a character. I wasn't using hidden emotions in order to emote the same thing like you learn in method. I was using the real emotions of that real character right. and really putting myself into that position. And it's exhausting and it's fun. The weird part is, is when you finish, it takes a long time to shake the character. Like, you kind of have to go through your routine of life and kind of one day you start laughing like yourself again. You know, it's, right. it's really an odd. But Margie is, she's, it's just the best. I mean, if anybody goes to an acting coach, that's what I tell them, like, oh, where should I go? Oh, I signed up for these three classes in L.A. I'm like, and oh, I like it so much, and they're so nice to you. I'm like, if you're going to an acting coach and being nice to you, you're in the wrong spot. Yeah, you don't want You know, to be nice to you so you keep paying them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you want some honest feedback. If I suck in a scene, tell me, right? Or tell me what I'm doing wrong. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like us. Nobody's asked us to audition in five years either. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Nobody's, they're point. asking us not to audition. As a matter of <laughs> um, so, yeah, and if you don't suck, then you're working. Right, right. You know, it, the one thing that I always that always jumps out at me, and, and I think we talked about this on one of our on one of our last episodes, is the the object work in the scene. And being, I've never been in a film or anything, but when, when I say like object work, it's like two people are talking. One person's like getting stuff out of the kitchen cabinets, or or you know putting a, a plate of food together in the scene. Mm-hmm. Is is that stuff usually written into the scene, or is that just something? Well, I I know I have to do something in here, so I'm going to pull this cup out. Or is it usually it's like usually there's usually some of it's in in the blocking, you know, they kind of you kind of know what you're going to be doing ahead of time. But I always try to be busy doing something anyway, just because that's what what humans do. Right, right. You know, humans are always doing something, and um, so I think I've thrown a couple actors off in filming because I'll always be doing something just because that's what that character would do. And they said they'd kick this, they'd do that, you know, because that's what the character's feeling, and that's the direction they're drawn in. I mean, the director will block you, you know, some of the way. Right, And then the rest of it, you kind of have to figure out as an actor. But for me, my favorite thing in acting is what happens between the lines. You know, it's what you're doing. So your busy work, what you're doing while you're doing the lines, is also important to be doing in between the lines. Right. That's, That's huge. I think that's what separates, you know, the, you know, good actors from, you know, maybe not so good actors, but... You know, I think a lot of times too, people just don't even pay that close attention. But uh, yeah. but I, it always throws me off. Like if something somebody's doing something in a scene or that something doesn't make sense, it it'll, it'll take you out of a movie in a second. Um, yeah, a couple of other things yeah, I found. Yeah, you have to be mindful of the sounds though too. You know, oh. if, if the things that you're doing make sounds, then you have to do them between the lines. That's true so they too. Get clean sound. Or they get yeah. or it it goes over your your line. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, do you? Do you, are you good at memorizing lines for a scene? Or, I am. See, I would be horrible. I am. I, I try to get off book um, several months in advance. I try not to, to create my character all the way until I'm off book so that once I create the character, they're her lines instead of my lines. Uh, and so uh, then when I start going through the lines once I identify the character, once I'm already off book, then it just kind of flows and it's part of what's happening rather than what you're deciding to say. Right. So now you've been yeah. since you've been acting for a while. Have you? Is, is there anything more enraging than somebody that shows up on scene not prepared or that that, that drives me nuts? Yeah, right. It is my least favorite thing in the world. If somebody shows up and they're learning their lines in the makeup chair, oh. or they're carrying their 
they're, you know, it's okay to carry your script just in case you drop something or whatever. But if they're carrying it around and they're glued to it and in between scenes they're, they're working on it, it's like, I, I just, I'd, I'd just rather not work with them. Yeah, it's you know? unprofessional, right? Well, magic can't happen. Right. The magic happens once you're off book and you've created your character. So if you're leaving that to right before you shoot, then there's no magic. Wow. Yeah, that's that would be enraging. That would be enraging. I'd write it on my hand. Yeah. <laughs> well, Marlon Brando, Marlon Brando used to have it like the 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 lines would be like posted on the person's chest across from him or something like that. No, was... Dennis Hopper did that when I worked with him too. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I learned that from him. I had a um a myofacial spasm once at the gym. I was doing too many um dips because I, I love dips. And I had this thing happen in my head and, and it was like almost like migraine type thing and I went to the doctor and I went and I was shooting something a week later and I couldn't memorize I couldn't remember it was like horrible and I'm like thinking through what can I do what can I do because I knew I'd be okay in a few days I was getting better but it was that first day of shooting and so it was funny because it was a restaurant scene so I had a chat with the director and I told him and I stuck my lines in my menu which was a long time ago and it was so funny i remember being like if it wasn't for dennis hopper i would have never thought of this <laughs> that's awesome leave it to dennis hopper i love it i love it well, well uh tracy you've got a birthday coming up july 6th happy early birthday any big plans thank you you got any big plans for for the holiday it's right around fourth of july so you know i'm hoping i'm working because yeah. we're doing pickup shots like every it seems like halloween Thanksgiving, um, Valentine's Day, like all those days it seems for years I've worked through them. And so it's like working through my birthday is my favorite thing to do. Or, or gone on location shoot um, scouting, we've done that too. Sure. So I'm kind of I'm kind of hoping that's the day for this. I have this one scene I'm doing that's like extremely over the top, and I'm kind of hoping I get to shoot that on my birthday. Very cool, very cool. And and can you can you give us the name of that project so we can look out for it? Yeah, it's the Time War. It's actually oh. in post. Oh, cool, cool. Yeah. Very cool. It's in post. And, um, you know, they did pre-sales at Con already and stuff like that. It should be out in probably four months, I would say. Right on. But there's just a couple of additional scenes on it, and it's really, really, really good stuff. I'm having a lot of fun working on it. That's awesome. Well, Tracy, I don't want to keep you too long, but uh, we definitely want to get your Twitter and Instagram out there. It's TracyBirdsall1, at TracyBirdsall1. Uh, mm-hmm. TracyBirdsall.com is the website. Check that out for all, all, all things Tracy. There's all kinds of cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some old headshots out there. Um, we did have, and you found one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did. We, <laughs> leave it to us. We'll, we'll, we'll find one. That's for sure. I had to tease you about that. I thought it was funny. And on Facebook, it's Tracy Birdsall official. Oh, oh, okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Tracy Birdsall official on Facebook. Uh, we did have a question. Uh, who is your inspirational movie heroine? Oh gosh. That's a tough one. And that's um, from, from John Fouts. Oh, I love John. Uh, yeah. He does a podcast um, with Stuart Bannerman from Page to Screen out oh, of the UK. But yeah, John's yeah. out of North Carolina. Yeah, great podcast. Um, well, I would say for the science fiction films, it would have been um, Linda Hamilton, just uh-huh. because I was so inspired yes. by her as a, a young girl. And I actually <laughs> saw her at Malibu Gym, and I went up to her one day, I'm like, you totally inspired me to get in the gym at such a young age. You know? Dude, the Terminator in, too. She was ripped. Holy amazing. cow! <laughs> amazing. But you know, if if we're doing a, you know, who we're inspired by, I'd I'd like to throw in there. It's not a heroine, but Daniel Day Lewis just rocks my socks off as far as his acting. I mean, I could just watch that guy perform over and over. He just retired recently, which, like... I heard that. I don't believe it. I don't believe it either. <laughs> like, if you're going to retire from acting, then just stop making movies. You don't have to announce it. There's never... I think, I never think you retire. do if you're not working, maybe. Yeah, yeah I, I, might, I might pull that at some point, too, so don't hold it against you. <laughs> that's, that's, that's uh, you know, I can't imagine a guy like him just hanging it up so early on. I mean, the guy's I one of the best. I taking a break. Yeah, yeah, break is one Because I took a break. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes to get away, yeah. especially for a guy like him. Who I mean, if the stories are, are, or even half the stories are true of how method he gets, I would imagine yeah. you need a break just to find find yourself <laughs> after a while. Exactly. <laughs> and then I think you know who else is performances I really enjoy now, and I didn't when he was younger is Leonardo DiCaprio. But I'm um, the Revenant. Gosh, that film is just so spectacular. I'm I'm honest. with you. I could not stand him early on. I couldn't stand. I him. just. 
I just didn't see him putting the work in when he was younger. You know, it's like, so I felt like I was watching somebody act. And, um, but now he's just living it. And I'm just like, oh, wow, I just love watching him now. And I used to kind of diss on him. Sorry, Leo. <laughs> yeah, right. I think we all, I mean, I remember growing up, I mean, because we're about the same age. So I remember growing up, I'm like, you know, all the girls liked him. And, you know, mm-hmm. but boy, to see him evolve, honestly, what I mean. That, growing pains? Yeah, growing pains. I wasn't yeah. a fan of Basketball Diaries or Romeo and Juliet, but, you know. <coughs> Not even Titanic. Not yet, yeah, Titanic, you know? yeah. Yeah, I just wasn't into it. I, just, I mean, I liked the movie, but his performances now, he's really put the work in. It helps when you have Scorsese directed in, like, every movie that you're in, too, I guess, right? It does. I should try that. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's kind of funny because he has his guys, and his guys are, like, in all of his movies. You know, he has, his, his, you know, De Niro or whoever it is. Well, that's like Tarantino, yeah. too. Yeah, Tarantino, same way. Once you have, you know, your crew, it seems like it's it's a lot of who you know. So that's, you know, he's, he's had the 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 blessing of that that's for sure you know my um, trainer trained him oh really yeah that's yeah, awesome so. that's awesome yeah it's pretty awesome yeah so um we got a birthday coming up hopefully she's working through it um Yay. And, and and again it's uh uh at tracy birdsall one on twitter and instagram tracy birdsall official on facebook uh tracybirdsall.com and uh Rogue Warrior Robot Fighter. Look uh, look at Walmart for now. I mean, at least another 30 days, it sounds like. And then August, maybe. Yeah, August 15th, it goes wide. So it'll be VOD, Amazon, everywhere August 15th. Yeah, know, but get it now before everybody else gets it. Let's be I honest, know. Right? You want to be that guy. I, know. Yes. I was actually just that guy. I was looking on Amazon. <laughs> yeah, I was like, are. oh, it's a pre-sale. <laughs> <laughs> go to Walmart. <laughs> well, there you go. So go to Walmart or get the pre-sale on Amazon. So, uh, again, uh, Tracy, congratulations on all your success and we're looking forward to uh, the stuff you've got coming out, and we hope to have you on again someday. Thank you. I would love that. Now you know how to reach me. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks for calling in, and uh, we'll keep an eye out for for your stuff coming out. Thanks so much, you guys. All right. Take it easy, Tracy. Take care. Yep. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. All right. Well, there you go. Tracy Birdsong. There you have it. I mean, yeah. Yeah. You know, sci-fi. So you're you're a sci-fi. Oh, guy. I'm a huge sci-fi guy. Really? Huge sci-fi guy. I just I can't get into it. I don't know if I oh, no, gotta no, no, pay no. too it's, much attention. It's it's in your blood or it's not. Like like she was saying. I mean, it's it's a cult following. Um, God, look at what am I trying to say? Uh, what was that movie with the bugs? Starship Troopers. Oh, that I loved. I loved yeah, that, yeah, but like that thing bombed. Oh yeah, know? but NPH was in it. Cult so. classic now. You <laughs> oh, know. Yeah. Like yeah, everybody I, knows that thing. I never saw part two, but uh, but I've seen well, Marauder yeah. and all of them. Yeah, the first one was pretty cool. Casper Van Dien and yep, it was actually pretty wild. Yeah, that, do you have a luck. do you have a favorite sci-fi movie? Um, no, I'm huge into the Firefly stuff though, so I like Serenity and all that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a huge nerd, so. No, it's not, I don't think it's a nerdy thing. I think it's either you're in it or you're not, you know? And I think that's kind of, that's like you said, you put it you put it best. It's like it's one of those things that's in your blood, you know? Oh, yeah, and, you know, she's she's got a lifetime now, like you were saying at Comic-Con. That's, that's the beauty of getting a role like this. And, and whether or not the movie is a commercial success. That's, um, that's the thing, you know, people are going to be going to Walmart, and like she said, it's sold out already, you know, that's... And in fact, I would argue that it's almost better if it's not a commercial success. Maybe not for her financial. Well, yeah, I was going to say that's. But <laughs> I mean, just like those are the type of movies, like you said, uh, you know, uh, Starship, uh, what, Starship Troopers. Troopers yeah. yeah, that I mean, that one, I think bombed in the theaters. But man, everybody I mean, knows it. Everybody yeah. knows it. Everybody's seen it. I think that's what you want long term. Yeah, you know, and. You know, Comic Cons you're gonna go forever. People are gonna pay to get your your photograph and stuff. Well, like that's that. the thing. It's a really small community. If you watch sci-fi for like 12 hours straight, you're gonna see like at least the same actor on four different shows or you know four different movies or. And then you get to get some some cosplay and people. You know, they want to do something oh, yeah. like obscure, they be right? You and, yeah. Yep. yeah. So that's that's pretty cool. Do you have you have you uh, gone to Comic Cons? I have not. Uh, that is something on the bucket list, though. Yeah. Do yeah. want to go down to California and go see that. I know there's the uh, the C two E two here in Chicago. Yeah, that just happened recently. Yeah, yeah, I keep talking about going to that. I never do though. What 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 keeps you from going? I'm lazy. Yeah, <laughs> that's, about, that's about it. Yeah, just, yeah. you know, <laughs> time and money and you know, yeah. So and so it kind of that's like a you know kind of ties into our our discussion earlier festivals like a, like that's like a festival for geeks kind of yeah I mean you see them no offense around, but I mean uh, I think they would even honor they would even they would even 
They know what. Yeah, they know what they are. Yeah. <laughs> But even like Rosemont, you see people costumed up walking down the street and stuff like that. And, yeah. You know, not so much for the furry conventions, but, you know, for the, oh, the, the furry sci-fi stuff. Oh, <laughs> That's an interesting one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, Lollapalooza's coming up. Lollapalooza, yep. That's a biggie. Blink-182 is going to be in town. Uh, a lot of bands. Uh, yeah, so this is they've stretched it now from three days into four days as of last year. Yeah. Now it's a four-day dealio. You going all four? Yeah, yeah. I'll try to make it. That last day's a bear. <laughs> yeah. It really is. All that drinking and partying uh, well, really You know, it and it's just, I mean, if, if, you, if you look at the, the map of where it's at in Grant Park, it's a long walk from one way to the other, and you're constantly going back and forth. And where is it? Is it on, like, both sides of the fountain, or? Yeah, the fountain's the center of it, and you're on both sides. Like Maggie Daly. Yeah, all okay. that, yeah. yeah. So, uh, But it's nice and open, so if you're coming in from out of town or if you're on the fence on whether or not to go, it's not chaos. It's actually organized. It's pretty open. Um, I do recommend it, but it is a long weekend, man. Yeah. Country Thunder, I heard, is just a shit show. Yeah, that's, that's a whole different level of debauchery. That's some straight next level shit right there. <laughs> That's too funny. So what else is new, man? What's new? We haven't done a show in a while. What's I know. It's been a while. Um, not much. No. I No, I'm, I'm pretty even keel. Like, the wind blows north, I go north. You know, that's... Can we talk about the VR system you got? Oh, man. Yeah, I don't play it as much as I should. Um, I just got a surgery game, which was fun for about 10 minutes, and then... So you get to play doctor? Yeah, you get to cut a guy open and, like, take out organs and stuff and throw them out the window. And, yeah. I was thinking of another virtual reality doctor game that would be fun, but I don't know. <laughs> no, I think Pornhub's got that market <laughs> corner. <laughs> right. So uh, is it as good as you thought it would be, or was um, it? Still quite, uh, not that many games. Really? What, is it, what games. does a game go for on that, on that system? Yeah, regular price, 50, 60 bucks. Really? Yeah, it they depends can- on what it is. Like, they got little story games. Like Batman, Batman was like ten bucks, twenty bucks. Right. But it's an hour and a half. So, all right. So you put the headset on, yeah. right? Like, how do you actually physically walk around? Um, with this one, not as much. No, it, th- there is a, a camera with the PS4. Okay. Um, so it can see your movements and stuff like that, and you have the hand controllers and oh, the headset gotcha, gotcha, and gotcha. all that stuff. So I mean, it, it gets spatial stuff, and you can stand, but you don't really walk so much in this one okay gotcha gotcha and uh so the surgery game is cool yeah i, yeah. Want, I was looking at the star trek one you get to be a bridge commander and command like four no way positions i love star trek see yeah see i got some sci-fi stuff in me and then there's a couple of shooter games that i want to get so yeah so but worth the money because i think there's like a 400 dollars system or something wasn't uh, it? and the whole setup was like seven well, like 1100 $1, but the games are only 50 60 yeah, bucks yeah so. i got like four games right away too so. oh yeah yeah That's I mean, i'm cool. like in for a penny in for a pound i mean now uh, is there any two-player games or is it all one player uh, no there's there's a couple two-player games um yeah. there's one game where you're diffusing a bomb okay and everybody around you like usually the tv shadows what you're seeing on your screen all right but in this case the tv is like instructions okay for the bomb and they have to talk you through diffusing it don't cut the yellow one i got two yellow yeah. ones yeah well that's <laughs> yeah. exactly what it is cuz they can't see what you're seeing they just yeah. see a schematic and you have like the actual bomb oh wow and that's exactly what it is like there's a squiggly yellow one and a straight <laughs> yellow one it's like well what the hell what do i do what the squiggly yeah what do i do that's awesome that's awesome yeah that's a cool game. I can get down with that. Yeah. That's pretty wild. Now, uh, would you recommend drinking and playing a VR game? Um, yeah, it depends on what you're playing. <laughs> yeah. I've got, um, what the hell is it called? Dead Blood or something like that. It's, uh, it's a roller coaster one. Oh. Where you're in a roller coaster and you got two guns. Right. And you're, like, shooting at clowns and monsters and stuff like that. But you're riding a roller coaster while you're doing it. Oh, Jesus. And that can get pretty trippy. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> and I got a spaceship one, and you get full 360. You're upside down. You're spinning. And oh. Like, even after 20 minutes stone sober playing that, you're just like... <laughs> How about a flight simulator game? That would be good. Well, that's kind of what it is. Yeah? Yeah. It's something like that? Space. But yeah, that would be really cool. I would love that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. That would be an awesome one. So who makes it? Is it a Sony thing, or what is it? Um... Yeah, I think so. I, you know, it's it's PlayStation, so they're incorporating things from Steam and a bunch of other places. But oh, that's cool. Like HTC runs primarily off of Steam. PlayStation is they got their own 
thing going on. Oculus, I think, was just oh, bought yeah. up by Facebook, and yeah. they run some Steam stuff. Right on. That's pretty cool, man. I, yeah. I, 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 I love virtual reality. It's come a long way. I remember in the 90s where they had, like, the big monster heads. Gyno DNA. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Where you sitting there with the gloves. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's cut, the technology is really not quite as far as I thought it would have by now, but really. Well, they haven't really screwed around with it all that much. Yeah, you know? yeah. Phones are getting bigger. Remember they were getting smaller for a while? Yeah, but you can do more with them now, too. Yeah, yeah. The new iPhone 8, uh, they, they released some, I don't know if it's legit, but it looks like, you know, they're going to... Uh, break some records or something, I heard. Yeah, well, the screen goes end-to-end. You know, it, it, it's you it's smaller than the oh, 7 like Plus. Oh, the entire thing is a yeah, screen? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's smaller than the 7 Plus, but it has... The screen is bigger because it's end-to-end yeah. end and top-to-bottom. and More functionality, less. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah, they're saying it, it's going to be... It's set to break sales records. Well, it's about time because Apple hasn't done dick since uh, Steve Jobs passed No, away. I know. They yeah. just... They took away the headset and... Yeah. Changed the, the pictures on the icons. Yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Uh... What else? What else? Illinois is going to go broke. I don't really no, like to talk politics, that's but that's not a funny. New. I saw a funny article online. It was a tribute. I'd love to credit whoever wrote it, but I don't remember. I didn't even read the whole thing. But the, the gist of it, because I look at pictures, yeah, and he basically dissolved Illinois into all the states State. around us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like Minnesota took. I heard that. You know, yeah. uh, Wisconsin took Chicago, and uh, Indiana came hey. over, and it, <laughs> they're like, "Yeah, this is so embarrassing." Uh, but if you yeah, if they you, just suspended lottery for us, Mega Millions, and they Powerball. suspended lottery uh they, they've got a, a uh, like a another tax on sugary drinks something to that effect it's uh it's it's an absolute crisis right now yeah it's yeah. Time, time to leave people are jumping ship and trying to I leave i was gonna say there was like a record number of people that left uh cook county yeah well they even had a like budget that. here in illinois uh for like two years or something like that yeah now they're i mean they were they were in the red like five years ago now they're in like the <laughs> What's bone? Whatever it is, yeah. <laughs> the white. There's the nothing white. left. There's nothing left. Not to get into politics, but it's kind of funny. So if you're listening and you're not in Illinois, um, that's kind of what we're going through. <laughs> <laughs> People are jumping ship. Are they? <laughs> I'm not. We're you're not. There we're you here. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah. It's uh. You know, it, it all works. It all works itself out. What are they going to do? And for those of you that don't know, Dave's kind of sick right now. That's what that was. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, what I'm what I'm doing is I was chewing on some ice, and uh, it was kind of hard to get the words out yeah. at the time. Uh, <laughs> kind of caught me off guard. I guess caught myself off guard. I thought I could. You ever do that? You think you could do something real quick I, before anybody noticed? Uh, that's and, my life. Yeah. That's my entire life. Like I'll, I'll have a, a mouthful of food, and the phone will ring. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, no, that's, that's always when a waiter comes by. Yeah. How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Just give him the thumbs up and, you know, go along your way. You know what's the worst is when a waiter comes by, like, you order your food, they bring the food. As soon as your food lands, you haven't even, like, cut into your steak or whatever is it is you're eating. Yeah, how is everything? Motherfucker, you see that I haven't <laughs> even looks touched good. it yet. <laughs> <laughs> Smells good. <laughs> the, the, the guy's still handing out food. What do you mean, how is everything? And then you don't see him for half an hour. Yeah. Then, <laughs> then you're waiting for your check for like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah for, forever, forever. Like, man, I really wanted to catch up with this. Nope. No, no, not at all. Um, the Another thing that's cool that happened recently, the band Mest. They started following us on Instagram. That's cool. Yo. Anthony Cumia following hey, us on Instagram. What's the that's dealio? Cool. Yeah, what's, what's the dealio? The dealio, the dealio, dealio. You think they'll sue us what's if I play dealio, if I if I play a little bit? People well, might might be wondering who is messed. Then they followed us they on do Instagram. Chop uh, down, seat back, rolling in my Cadillac. Yeah, that's I know. That's one of the best ones yet. I know. I love that one. They they were good live. I actually saw them uh, live uh, recently. They were. We in should Chicago. try to get messed. I have reached out to Tony, Tony Lovato, the singer, the guy, the guy, the guy. The guy. Uh, he's, uh, he was actually, we, we were close to doing something, but he lives out in California, and I'm sure when he comes into town, he's just got a shit ton of stuff, and yeah, people, we can do a phoner. wants to see him. We can do a phoner. And play some music over the phone. Yeah, yeah. This is, uh, this is one of the songs right here. This is uh, Messed Rooftops. It's a good one. Kind of a little bit of a that guitar riff is like a little bit of cure, kind of, isn't it? Sound like a little bit of the cure. 
I, I know what you're saying. Yeah. I can't vocalize. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's very high school for us. Yeah. I wonder if the, the Cadillac song, that was a good one, too. Yeah. Love that song. Here comes the chorus. You ready? Yeah. Yeah, and I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. These guys. You're right. That is high school. But I, I saw them recently, and they, they still jam, dude. In the crowd. Oh, yeah. Band, no, they, that's... They, yeah, they jammed. They totally jammed. They sound good. We need to get somebody to make us a theme song. Like this one? We should. I wonder if Mess would make Bill us a theme song. Dave show. Mess, it's if you're listening. Dave show. We could do like a... Yeah. Oh, wait, that's oh, not Oh, what it. are you well, doing? You just... There. You ruined it. I know. Ruined. I know. I know. Let's try it again. I don't <sighs> know what that, why they did that. No. Oh yeah, you know why? That's like a, that was like a mashup. Yeah, geez. sorry, mess. Yeah. yeah, this one. I don't know why that's doing that. No, that's bizarre. No. Well, whatever. No, you get it. No. Um. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's yeah. kind of weird. That's weird. Yeah, I don't like that. No, I don't like that either. That was not mess. That was that not mess. That was messed up. It was kind of weird. That was, it, yeah, that was messed up. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> but yeah, mess, dude. Mess is uh, awesome. They're still playing around. They're still they're still doing the thing. That's good though, because you don't hear too much about them. I I remember you said something about them when they were touring around here, but yeah, yeah. Uh, and they've been, you know, it's one of those bands that you you almost like. They 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 were around for a while you know they were actually i mean they were big before like fallout boy even was like oh around. yeah yeah i think fallout boy opened for them i think uh ashley was telling me that uh, she saw fallout boy open for mest that's kind of cool yeah right that's cool and then uh you know what happens with bands you know they kind of you start having families or you got to pay bills and you can't do the band thing it's not working out yeah. and i think tony was playing Still as messed with a group of other guys, but then uh, the original band got back together and played some shows recently. So they're pretty. It's uh, it's pretty cool to see that. Definitely nostalgic. Yeah. Speaking of nostalgia, oh, wasn't it your school that closed recently? Oh, uh, yeah. Did you cry? No. Your high school? No. Closed? Nah. You didn't shed a man tear? No. Nah. No. Nah, high school's over. <laughs> oh, that's too much. I just, I'm just worried about where they're storing my records. Yeah, yeah. Just ever need to go back <laughs> your records, <laughs> like your album collection or your school <laughs> grades. Yeah, I left. I left my records in my locker, bro. Now they were uh, they were pawning off a whole bunch of old trophies and stuff like that. Though, and like somebody found um, a bunch of our yearbooks on like an international market or something like that. Like your year yearbooks? Not my school? year, like 70, oh. 70s or something like that, but like right China was selling them or Indonesia or something like that. We're like, what? There's a market for those? Apparently. That's weird. I wonder who was in there. There had been somebody in there. I, that I year. couldn't tell you. Maybe. Nobody <laughs> famous that yeah. I ever knew of. I know Ronald Reagan gave a speech at the school. Oh, maybe that's it. Really? Ronald Reagan? Yeah, there's yeah. a YouTube clip out there somewhere. Meh. Dr. K sent it to me. Oh, he's sitting nice. on a desk. He's like, ah, well, this student might be somebody one day. He's like, tear down that wall. <laughs> right. Did he say that? And I, I just imagine him saying that, like, once you have success Mr. Gorbachev. <laughs> You're running for election. This isn't. <laughs> Mr. Grimm. <laughs> tear down that field. <laughs> that should be, like, everywhere. Like, every, he should have just taken that everywhere. You know, like, Arnold Schwarzenegger is always. Well, he was running for office. I'll he, was still, he was still governor, I think. Oh. Oh, was he? Yeah. I'd still was he senator or governor? It should be like name, like blank, tear down that blank. (laughs) Whatever it is, right? Everywhere he goes. Yeah. (laughs) It would be awesome. Your your punchline. You got to have that. I think, you know, like. We uh, don't don't have anything. We need need something. We need need a a punchline. We need a theme song and a punchline. (laughs) So if you're listening, uh. Best w- would be a cool. They could do a cool intro for us. They could do a really cool intro. You know, 
I mean, they're already recording stuff anyway. What's yeah, a little like just a little riff and something or Bill and Dave's excellent podcast, whatever. Yeah, kind of like the Wayne's World theme. It doesn't have to be yeah. anything crazy. Wee, Bill and Dave, Bill and Dave, party <laughs> time. Woo! That'd be awesome. Yeah, yeah. Where's Mark Rose? Mark Rose has got something going on. Yeah, like there you go. Pick us up. Mark Rose, downright.com. We'll do a little plug. Mark likes we'll us. See what he comes up Mark with. Mark will do it. Yeah, he'll do it. He doesn't remember <laughs> us. <laughs> no. It'd be funny. I'd probably run into him. He doesn't re- recognize you. Right. You know? I can see that happening. We have somebody like Mark on the show, and this is no, I mean, Mark obviously would remember us, but you know, like, the, like, like you go to the bathroom and pack up the stuff. What's up, buddy? You remember me? You know? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, who are you? Are you my Uber? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that happening. Oh, uh, boy, just our luck. Well, at any rate, that's episode 51. 51. Wow. Uh, we got 51 of these things, huh? Yeah, yeah. That other uh, podcast that she was talking about, it's like in the 300s. But uh, you know, it's well, not, it's it's quality over quantity. That's what yeah, I said. Anybody yeah, anybody can just pump out three hundred. Yeah, but I mean, I know. we we put we put a lot of care into this it. Is a lot of research. Art. This is, I mean, each each stroke of the brush it counts. Is. It is. You know, there's planning that goes on. There's writing meetings. There's interns. It's, that just, get, it's intense. It's you know, we got people that we have people that bring us coffee, but more importantly, we have people that bring those people coffee because we can't be bothered. No, yeah. and they can't be bothered. They, they can't be bothered. No. They have to bring us coffee. <laughs> so it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. That's why we wait so long in between episodes sometimes because it's uh, it's, just, it's it's a lot it's of work. Just, it's got to be perfect. You know, we might record a half hour and then just throw it in the garbage. And then start over. <laughs> sometimes we do it accidentally. <laughs> and sometimes it happens right in the middle of a show. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I mean? It's kind of a big deal. Yeah. But uh, uh, yeah. So uh, at Bill and Dave Show on uh, Twitter and Instagram, Bill and Dave Show. Yeah. Yeah. Bill and Dave Show. And then uh, the Bill and Dave Show on Facebook. Um, we have an email. We're not 100% sure. Bill and Dave show at gmail.com. I'm pretty, pretty sure, sure that's it. That sure sounds it. right. I don't check it. But I mean, if you really want to find us, you can stalk us like that guy did Tracy and just, you know, hit up yeah, our personal emails. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? I would love an email like this. Dude, that would terrify me. About paragraphs and paragraphs about how bad we are. That would be You were hilarious. sniffling in your last podcast. You sounded <laughs> sick. <laughs> would you like some soup? <laughs> it puts the soup in its <laughs> mouth or it gets the hose again. <laughs> Oh God! There's it is a fucking show. <laughs> I wouldn't mind a stalker at this point. Ah. <laughs> I'll let you know what. I'll let you have that one. <laughs> you can do that. That can be your thing. Yeah, yeah. Just uh, you know, I'll take the groupies. You can take the stalker. I'll take the stalker, but I'll put your social out on uh, on Twitter. Ooh. That should be safe. <laughs> Somebody with good credit will yeah, well. <laughs> make it better. <laughs> right? <laughs> can only, can only go up from the bottom, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like dying for somebody to steal my credit. Oh, <laughs> uh, jeez. Yeah, take my life, please. Take, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is my new bit. Uh, I'm going to take that one on the road. Uh, yeah, so uh, make sure you you follow us. If you if you listen to us on whatever... whatever uh, um, whatever format, there's usually a rating system. We would appreciate five star. Yeah, we would appreciate a five star, but sometimes it's only one star, and that's fine too. No, anything less than five is an insult. But anything less than five will block you. So <laughs> <laughs> we're not petty. No, we're not petty. We're not petty. We're not petty. And then we'll shit talk, and uh, we'll take your mom out for a nice steak dinner, and never call her again. Isn't that how the line goes? <laughs> we'll take your mother, Dorothy Mantooth, out for a nice steak dinner, <laughs> and never call her again. But yes, we will shit talk you quite yeah, a bit. Yeah, we too. will probably shit talk you. Yes, and uh, yeah, yeah. We'll just we'll just leave it at that. Yeah. I mean, maybe nothing will happen. Maybe we'll shit talk you. Yeah, maybe <laughs> I don't know. Why roll the dice? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Are you really popular enough to chance that? Yeah, I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't. wouldn't. No, you don't feel lucky, yeah, do you, no. punk? No. All right. All right. Well, uh, that's it. Episode fifty-one. Thank you for listening. Uh, peace. Enjoy your soup.
another round My girl's nowhere to be found I hope she gets here soon before I'm falling down Cause now I'm all torn up I feel like I might blow up And then I get a word, my girl's showing up So now I'm gonna roll Seat back, rolling in my cat.